Okay, we're live. Guys, thanks for turning into the uh, Barbell Jobs Business Podcast. Today I've got an awesome guest who has beautiful social media postings. The media that he puts out is, uh, well, as uh, Stuart Bauer would say, you should steal it. it it's, it's pretty freaking good. Um, <laughs> why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself and we'll uh, have some fun and uh, conversation. Yeah, all right, Jeremy. Thanks for having me on. Um, my name is Sean Ryder. I'm the owner of Shenandoah Fit uh, in Winchester, Virginia. So just been owning and running a gym for going on seven years here, coming up in a couple months. And, uh, you know, I feel like we have a we have a good thing going and it's exciting to um, continue to work to grow a gym that's obviously helping people and changing lives and and, uh, you know, working with a few other gym owners to kind of see if we can get them um, to uh, be successful like they want to be. And, uh, you know, I appreciate you taking the time out and having me on today and we'll see where where the conversation leads us. So what got me wanting to bring you on was uh, in the affiliate owners group, you made a post, you, you took the coffee shop idea and ran with it and turned it into something really freaking just, it, it was just gorgeous the way that video was recorded mm -hmm. and the way you marketed that. Would you uh, mind to give us a little backstory on that, how you did it, um, how you got such great freaking video for it? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, some people may have seen the coffee shop video. Um, we partnered with a local drive-through coffee spot. Their name is Bro Bears Drive-Through Coffee, and you know, the original idea of putting our gym logo on the coffee sleeve, uh, we definitely stole that from another gym. I don't remember the name of the gym or the owner, uh, but that I saw was me actually. Oh, was it you? Awesome, perfect. Yeah, because I awesome. used to have a coffee shop attached to my gym. Okay, me. yeah, yeah. And I thought, shit, you know, I've got all these people buying coffee. They're not coming to my gym. So I started stamping my label on all Absolutely. the uh, coffee sleeves. Yes. And I thought, man, I can make more money on this. And I actually <laughs> partnered with an insurance agent. Uh -huh. And so instead of putting my logo on it, I incorporated my logo into the coffee shop logo. And so the insurance agent, you know, we were selling like $100 with a black coffee a day. So he would buy the sleeves. Um, he would buy the, he, his people would do the stamping on the sleeves. And uh, so he would pay, you know, basically 150 in case any uh, ran over. And so we were marketing on social media that, hey, we're having, we got free coffee for you. Yeah. Uh, provided by whatever his name was, yeah, yeah. Like his place from here, but whatever it was. And so he would market it as well. So he had his people coming through. We were putting, sliding his card in the sleeve. And uh, yeah, we were giving out free coffee and it worked out <laughs> really well. I love it, man. Well, I appreciate you posting the original idea. And as as Stu says, uh, you can definitely, definitely steal stuff from people. And, and um, you know, I think Stu hits the nail on the head with, hey, steal these things from these people, but the majority of you aren't actually going to take these ideas and run with them. You just think about the ideas and actually don't do anything with them. And, and I want to add on to that is, you know, if I didn't care about coffee or if my clients didn't care about coffee, I wouldn't have taken this coffee idea. You know, like I'm not just going around stealing everyone's ideas um, and, and trying to throw them against the wall and see what sticks. I'm strategically picking out one or two things maybe every six months plus and, and 
taking them because I feel like they fit our brand and the feel. And coffee is definitely something that I see a lot of our clients walk in with. Um, this little shop, my wife stopped at first and she said, oh, they're so nice. They're a small, you know, veteran owned small business. You should go check them out. And every time I went, they're very nice. So, um, you know, I a big weakness of mine is, and I've been talking about this with our team because we're talking about our own weaknesses. And a big weakness of mine as a gym owner, as a business owner, is I really don't do well, if at all, uh, networking with other businesses in town. And I know some gym owners out there will be like, well, that's like the number one thing you should do. And you know, I just have never done it. I'm actually. Uh, I think I'm an introvert. Uh, I don't really talk to strangers um, unless I'm somewhere where we're talking about something that I'm passionate about, such as gym ownership or business or fitness. Um, so I can be very quiet and it's really hard for me to walk into a business and just introduce myself. And, um, you know, our team has been working on our weaknesses um, or trying to put ourselves in unique positions. And so with that being said, the coffee idea kind of came up. Um, again and literally one day i just pulled up to their drive-through window and sitting in my car and i looked at her i said hey how much are those coffee sleeves <laughs> and she she told me and i said if i pay for them can i put my gym's logo on there you know absolutely probably like the most terrible way to network with another business owner i just flat out asked straightforward without even saying what my name was or what gym i owned uh, it kind of took her off guard uh but uh she said yeah you know my let me um let me take your email and i'll give it to my husband and and he'll email out if he's interested so a week later he emailed and we emailed back and forth and you know he started getting i sent him our logo and he started getting some quotes worked up and you know, it came in a little bit higher than what I was wanting to pay. So I kind of told him um, what I was willing to pay for about 11,000 sleeves. And uh, we agreed upon that and wrote him a check. And, you know, a couple of days later, the sleeves were in. Um, it has our full logo and our Instagram and Facebook handles on one side and then their logo on the other. And the cool thing about their sleeves is uh, on the side that has their logo, it has – 10 little coffee cup images. And every time you take the sleeve in, they'll stamp it. Um, so it's their punch card. It's their reward card. It's not a separate card. It's a sleeve. It's a coffee sleeve. So people are keeping the sleeves. I wish I would have thought about that. Holy yeah. Shit. yeah, absolutely. So if there's, anyone out there, if there's anyone out there that either has a coffee shop in their gym or has a spot in their gym or connects with another coffee shop, if that coffee shop has a, a card, that stamps, you want to make sure you're getting your logo on the card or pass the idea to them. Um, if they do have a drive through spot, obviously, I don't know if this is a great idea for people that are going into a shop to take the sleeve and put it back in their car, but this is only a drive through spot. So people are, are just getting their coffees in their car. Well, anyway, so the sleeves are sitting in people's cars for at least 10 to 11 coffees because the 11th coffee you get free. Um, so it's really not a one and done. I think a lot of people throw the sleeves away because even I have thrown my sleeves away without realizing I can keep them to get a stamp. Um, but there, you know, my sleeve right now is sitting um, in my car on my, you know, shift handle and it's just wrapped around the shift handle. So, you know, it's sitting there and I see the logo. So our logo is now sitting in people's cars. Anyways, um, <clears throat> we do have a videographer that works for us, um, comes in once a week. And so I, I told them, you know, once the sleeve started getting used, I said, hey, let's, uh, we're gonna come out and just shoot a couple 
couple scenes, get some B-roll footage, and we'll do a quick little 15-second banger. And, uh, you know, it didn't take much. It took 10 minutes of just filming a couple things, then making one copy, you know, a 15-second blurt from me. And our video guy, Mike, he put together a nice little shot that you guys saw. Um, and and that, that spread good. We, we, we put that on our public page, and we gave it to them. Uh, and they put that on their public page. And what was cool was our video guy, he's pretty creative. He made two different videos, same video, but at the end of the video, the sleeve that is shown on the video our video had our logo on the sleeve. Their video had their logo on the sleeve. So it was pretty cool that they could just push their brand as well. So that was that part was free to them. So the video that we made was at no cost to them. Um, and so moving forward with the, you know, when those 10,000, 11,000 sleeves are up, you know, what we can do is come back to the table and be like, hey, what if we just provide our video services and we do videos and then you keep our logo on your sleeve without us having to pay, right? Because anyone that has looked into a videographer, they're expensive. And anyone that knows so anything, is, and anyone that is knows this guy a member of your gym or someone that no, you've hooked up. Yeah, to so we can get into that for sure. Um, so other gym owners know that CrossFit HQ has um, basically gotten rid of their entire media team. Um, you got one, didn't you? I got, yeah, I got one. <laughs> oh shit. Which is why they're so good, which is why he's so good. He's so good. He's worked with HQ since 2010, 2011. Um, great guy. But I had, I've been looking for a videographer for over a year. And, you know, like I said, the prices are extremely high for just one video. And what I never understood was when I met with videographers, I would explain to them what I'm looking for and what I was willing to pay. But what I was willing to pay was consistent pay, right? Like, and I don't know how busy videographers are, but the ones that I talk to, they don't, they're not swamped with work. And so I was offering consistent work at a consistent rate. And I don't want to downplay people's values, but I never understood if someone was asking you to maybe come in once a week or once every two weeks and give you consistent pay, why no one ever jumped on it. They would come back with quotes that were just outrageous. It was more than what all my coaches make combined, you know, like just crazy for one video. But anyways, you know, I, I got the right, I made a, a Facebook post asking about if anyone knew any videographers and um, another owner tagged this guy. We connected, we talked, we worked it out. It worked financially for him. It worked financially for us. And, you know, we guaranteed that we'd work together for three months. And he came in once a week, he drove, you know, a hundred and a hundred miles one way. So 200 miles in a day, once a week. And, um, you know, unfortunately he's, he just got a full-time job. So, um, he came in this week and knocked out a few videos for us. And then hopefully after a month or two, he can get some leniency at his new job and we can bring him back on board. So, but other than that, he's been working with us for four months once a week. So we have a stockpile of over 50 videos, one minute videos of our clients and classes. So, um, which is insane because like I said, one video from another video company is worth lots of money. So now we have a stockpile, which is really good, but we fully expect, and he fully expects to be able to continue to work with us. But that goes back to, I'm not a video guy. I'm not all that creative, which is why I invest in professionals. You don't need to have the best, you don't need to have the best videos, but for me, we did two years of just posting photos from a professional. So when we were going to go from photos to also video, 
I didn't want that to be a step down in terms of quality. And I know you don't need the higher quality, but for us, it was very, very important to differentiate ourselves with quality video, which is why we made that investment. So you did that from a branding point of view. So absolutely. Say, you're, gotcha. Oh, absolutely. Dude, I cannot tell you, I cannot tell you the comments that we get on the videos from current members, um, new members, people are more willing to share just because of the feel of the videos. And again, he worked for HQ, so there was really no selling him on or um, having to work him on the feel that we wanted from the videos. Um, he knew what we were looking for, and it worked perfectly. That's, uh, that's, that's really smart. You know, a lot of people, they try to work on their weaknesses, make them stronger. You know, for me, I, I suck at the numbers. You know, yeah. I own multiple businesses, but my numbers suck. So I've worked with John Gilson for years to help me with that part. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely, I like to understand what's going on. So even though earlier I said that our coaches are working on our weaknesses, I, the, the one weakness that I'm working on is just that I have plenty of weaknesses. But the one that I'm actually working on is that networking thing, getting out, because it's going to benefit my business. But everything else I like to hire professionals for, uh, but I still like to understand what's going on, right? I would sit there and watch uh, the video, go, video guy, Mike, um, do his job. I like seeing someone do their work and understanding how he's making connections and, and how the flow of the video goes. Um, I do – I track our own accounting. I have QuickBooks. I put it in there. And then we have an accountant that does our payroll because I think that's a little bit higher level and I don't want to mess that up. So our accountant does our payroll. And then obviously when tax season comes, we just send him our file and he takes care of everything else. But me as the owner, I enjoy looking at the numbers. I enjoy putting the numbers in. I still enjoy having a little bit of that connection onto that task. And I, I and so when when I mess up, and I go to my accountant and I ask, hey, I, this thing isn't working. This thing isn't adding up. I will sit there and watch him. I won't just give it to him and let him do his thing. I want to know what's going on. Um, I don't know if a lot of people feel that way. Um, it's not micromanaging, but it is just making sure it, that things are going. It, in it's the interesting. Yeah, it is. Just for me, it in is. the process. Yeah, yeah no, I'm totally is. with you on that. Like, I am not a cars guy. You know, I can't I can change my oil. That's about it. But, you know, a couple of days ago, my car <laughs> was over here in the garage. Yeah. Well, my car is in the garage and I just hung out just to watch him work. Because to me, I have no fucking clue what he's doing. Yeah. But trying to learn a little bit, any little education experience I can get. Yeah. It's totally cool. I love that. Yeah. I, I'll just I'll love anyone that's just really passionate about what they are. And I don't say that in like a cliche little way, like. Like if you can talk about what you do and you talk about it well and you can – I can find value in what you're saying. It Like I don't understand cars either. But if you're talking to me about the process and how you go about thinking your way through fixing a car or selling a car or advertising a car or flipping a car, like I'll get value out of that conversation and I'll hang on every single word, right? So you know you can't, you can't just sit around and only talk to gym owners. You need to go out into town and again this is coming from a guy that says he doesn't go out in town and talk to business owners but i'm always watching i'm a big 
like this is weird. I'm a really big people watcher. Like I can sit somewhere and just not say a word and just watch what other people do. I kind of think that's the marketer inside of me. I remember a marketing teacher in college said some of the best marketing is just sitting and watching people. And that just made sense to me, right? Consumer habits, seeing where people are looking, where their eyes are going, what they're doing with their hands, what, you know, when someone walks into the gym, where do they flow to when someone, um, you know, it's their first class out of private coaching, what are they doing before class? Are they just sitting on a bench? If they are, we need to get them up. We need to get them moving. We need to engage with them. Um, where do, you know, obviously just watching people, what 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 t-shirts they're buying from the shelf. Okay, they like that design. Like that's simple, but I just, I, I, I'm a huge people watcher. I'm a, I'm a, a huge um, analyzer of what groups of people are doing. I think that what is what makes me partially a decent affiliate owner is I'm really intrigued by the masses, not only the individual, but what groups of people think and, and why they do what they do. That's, that's all pretty interesting. I wonder if that's uh that could be an introvert. Uh, yeah. I mean, I see there. Yeah. I was Just because, you know, too. I'm an introvert myself. I, uh, yeah. I hate talking to people. If I go family functions, I'm the guy sitting in the corner. Absolutely. But, you know, a couple of weeks ago I was in Colorado doing a powerlifting seminar and it was supposed to be an eight-hour seminar, but when I get in my zone, I love talking to people about this shit. I went on for fourteen hours, <laughs> and so good. You know, I just, yeah, I, I hate talking to people, but you get me on something that I know that I love, man. I'll you, you got to make me shut up. I think that I think that is part of my introvertness. As a kid, I was just very shy, but just because I'm not talking doesn't mean I'm not aware. I'm definitely using my eyes and ears. Um, you know, if I'm not using my mouth, I'm using my eyes and ears and I'm listening and I'm watching. Um, and I just used to do that as a kid. I used to watch my parents. I used to watch the coaches. I used to watch the athletes. I used to watch what my brothers were doing, like whoever, teachers, other kids in class, very, very observant. Um, when I'm out with my wife, um, you know, something will catch my eye and I'll just kind of whisper over to her, Hey, watch for this. And it's not in like, sometimes it's a dangerous way, you know, dangerous thing, but sometimes it's, Hey, look at this person over here. I bet you they're going to do this next. And they kind of go over and they do that. And, you know, we, we watch a movie and I'm like, I think this might, I kind of ruined a movie for her the other night. I'm like, I think this is going to happen. And the very next scene, boom, it was, you know, just kind of get that feel and flow. And when you're in your rhythm, you're in your rhythm for sure. My wife does that to me and I hate her for it. <laughs> <laughs> I try not to, but I see, see to. a moment ago I was thinking, man, this is a guy I could sit down and have a beer with. No, you just <laughs> fucked that up. <laughs> well, we just won't watch him. We just won't watch a movie. I don't do it all the time, but I definitely did it the other night. Uh, but yeah, we we just won't watch a movie together. But um, yeah, man. <laughs> your uh, your Facebook posts, yes. I mean, they're hell. They're gorgeous. I, I'd kind of like to know what your thought your thought process is that goes into this. I, I was scrolling through it today. And I'm like, holy hell, he did a uh, photo shoot with the women of his gym. They're in like freaking beautiful gowns with barbells. This is mm -hmm. awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Again, just another another tweak to an idea that I saw somewhere else and stole and just kind of like made it our own to fit our brand. So that one, that shout out goes to um, CrossFit Push and Weight down near, I think, Richmond, Virginia. Um, I think over a year ago they did a similar photo shoot. They did it a couple different places, some in the gym and I think some in the welcome area. They have a really nice gym, so I couldn't tell if it was at someone's house or their gym or whatever, but um, different poses, same women. So what we decided to do was we brought our 
photographer um, on a Saturday. Um, we planned this out a month or two in advance to give the women the heads up and said, hey, we're going to pay for a photographer to come here, dress up in, you know, a gown. You know, you're going to the nicest dinner ever and you're going to dress in a gown if you'd like to. And, you know, it's on us. We're going to take pictures of you, the, you know, a picture of you. And um, the only thing that we ask is that you give us a quote um, about how we make you feel and about what Shenandoah Fit has done for you. And if that's, you know, in terms of your confidence, your physical appearance, your feeling of strength, your empowerment, whatever it is, just give us a quote. Let us know your age, and when we post your picture, we'll put your name, age, and your quote. And you know what? They just – the women absolutely loved it. Um, they had such a good time. They looked amazing, beautiful women um, coming in, makeup done. Some, some of them went and got their hair did. Some of them had some people come to the gym and do their makeup or whatever. I don't know. But I walked in, and it was pretty cool to see the women get excited and then um, – our coach and another one of our clients, a male, um, they put together like, you know, a little table with some champagne glasses and some, some fruit and really, really took care of the girls while they were there getting their photo shoots and pictures done. So we definitely, uh, once we got those photos, we posted one picture a day or every couple of days to kind of elongate that, um, that campaign out a little bit. And then, if you scroll down on our Facebook the other day, um, what I did was this was months ago that we did it. And so I was thinking about it the other day and I was like, you know what? I'm going to post all the photos at the same time and I'm going to go back and I'm going to copy and paste all the quotes all in one post. So is that the one that did you end up seeing that yeah. whole? Yeah. So yeah. it was it was every single quote that the women gave us with all their pictures. I think that was pretty cool because that really that really grabbed attention. It wasn't just one photo. It was, it was like 20 or something like that. I can't remember how many, but, um, you know, a couple women commented and shared that one. So, and we have women, we have, you know, I can think of two, three women right now that came to our gym because of that campaign. They I was saw, about to ask if you had an ROI. Yeah, absolutely. So again, we did the original one over the summer. Um, but we definitely, um, I can, again, I can think of a few women right now that mentioned seeing pictures of women in dresses on our Instagram and Facebook and, um, the way that that made them feel made them reach out to us. And, and here's the thing. So like the thing about ROI, it goes back to the coffee sleeve and this picture with the women, you know, when I posted that video, someone said, you know, well, how much did it cost and what, what is your expected ROI? You know, it's a, you know, it's more so a branding play. Like I'm not posting pictures of our women in gowns to get 30 leads and 10 signups. It's, it's a brand to show people who we are. And if that, if that gets some sort of connection with them they're they might sign up at some point, but it's not going to happen tomorrow. A, you know, those women saw that picture and it took them two months, you know, three months to sign up. And then they mentioned it, you know, we ask them how they hear about us or what finally made them reach out. And so we get that informal, okay, that person saw that picture, but they might've saw that picture and then they might've saw our videos and then they might've saw, you know, an ad pop up or a friend that goes here and they finally pulled the trigger. You know, it's that slow drip, you know, like a, a slow drip coffee. It's one drip at a time. You're just kind of releasing a couple different things to the community that fall within your brand, that fall within the field, that fall within how you want people to view your gym. And eventually a couple of those people are going to pull the trigger and sign up at your gym. Again, we're not stealing ideas from everybody we see. We're stealing and tweaking the ideas based on what we want people to 
view us as and the things that we feel fall in line with our brand. And definitely, you know, we're 70% women at our gym. You know, I could have done a male photo shoot in suits, but 70% of our people are women. You know, like, yeah, so I'm going to do, do a women's photo shoot, you know, and they look amazing. And um, so, so yeah, that was, that was another decent idea that we stole from someone else and kind of made it, made it our own. And then if you go back deep enough, we stole one from Cross HQ. Uh, I think two, three years ago, they did the split image photos for um, for the open where they had, I don't know if they really split them down the middle, but they had a picture of someone in CrossFit workout attire, and then they had the same person in their career attire. So it was like a firefighter. Um, so what we did was we did that, a white backdrop, and our photographer, she did the split down the middle. So it's a picture of somebody the left side of their body, they're in, um, you know, a shirt from our gym. And then the whole other side of their body is them wearing their career outfit, whether they're a plumber or a firefighter or a teacher or whatever, a nurse, a doctor, a lawyer, businessman. Um, that was a really cool shoot and that worked out really well. So if you scroll back far enough, you'll see those. That was another idea that we took from HQ. I'm guessing you get all kinds of really great engagement on these too. I mean, because if someone likes a photo or comments, you know, the Facebook algorithms are going to put that in front of more people. And that's just increasing your visibility. Every time someone likes something that you put out there, more and more people are going to see it. More and more people are going to find out who you are. There might not be a dollar sign attached to that at the Mm -hmm. end of the day, but more people are going to know about you. More people know who you are and start to come in. What's, you know, look, even though people don't like, I don't like using generic phrases. There's people that don't like their picture being taken. There's picture. There's people that don't want to be on video and be interviewed. There's people that don't want the, you know, um, and they, they, they do, but they don't, you know, cause we tell people, Hey, if you don't want your picture up, if we post something that you don't like, let us know, we'll take it down. But that never, you know, most people don't have us do that. Um, but people do like to see their their pictures. People do like when someone says what they've accomplished, right? And this goes back to storytelling and telling your client's stories. But what's and so that person that's in that video, they're going to share it. But they're not doing it out of having a, a big ego because they're not doing it out of ego. But what's really cool is that the the other members are the ones that are sharing these stories. They see the video. We just did a video a couple hours ago of uh, a client named Jen, and I, you know, within 30 minutes, two or three members that take class with Jen shared the video and wrote something about Jen in that, in that, um, shared post on their personal page. You want to know how that's going to make Jen feel? Again, it's not like a rock star. Yeah. It's not an ego play for, you know, it's not, it's not, you know, it's just that makes someone feel so good. Um, so yeah, we definitely get, and, and of course, yes, it helps with the organic reach and the exposure and how many people are seeing the videos, but it just, it, it plays into our brand, right? Like there's so, oh man, there's so many gyms out there and you know, it it's, it's lead generation, new clients, new clients, new clients and retention is really freaking important. They're both important. You have to get new people in the door and you have to retain clients. The way that we are putting videos out, the way that we're putting Facebook ads out, I don't like to say advertising because it's a branding play, not advertising marketing to get sales right now or to generate leads that we can sell right now. The branding play 
and putting stories out there is so vitally important. And there's not too many people. I think Stu does a great job at this, at really vocalizing this is a branding play. Don't worry about the ROI right now. Keep put him and Joe Tabaldi, his his marketing guy. You know, keep putting it out there. Make sure your your voice and make sure your message is what you want it to be. Don't steal the message of a gym that doesn't fall in line with the message that you want to put out there. And so it's a it's a branding play, man. It's 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 making our people in-house feel good. And we feel that we will get a bigger long-term ROI from focusing on in-house branding or branding from people that we already have than trying to sell brand new people because we're going to keep people longer. And then those people that stay longer, we will get people that they are close to, whether it's a spouse or a friend or a coworker. I would much rather have someone that's really close to a member that we have come into my gym than some random person that saw uh, an ad on Facebook that we pumped $3,000 into to generate 500 leads. That's not the type of person I want. If you're hurting for money and you need to go that route and you need to get into a system like that, so be it. That's not the point where my gym is right now. My gym is to the point where we need to get high quality people to walk through the door and we are going to get the highest quality people to walk through our door by pushing the people that are already in our door. You know, with all my members, when uh, when they start, I let them know. I'm like, Un- unless you don't want me to, I take a lot of pictures. Yeah. We take a ton of pictures at our gym, and I explain to them the reason we do that is so we can tell your story. Yes. And now that we've been open, we know we've uh, passed our four year mark at where I'm at now, and I get to uh, reshare these pictures from three, four years ago of people, and then the- and they're resharing these pictures of when they started like 70 pounds ago. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's really awesome. So yeah. I, on my computer, I've got files of every individual, and I can pretty much do a timeline uh, oh from day God. one to today. You put them in different folders with their names? And like, it does it automatically for me. Oh, my goodness. So you, like, so you have a folder that says John Smith, and you can put all of John's yep. photos in there? Well, it does automatically. Uh, I do that through my Google Photos. It recognizes the faces. Oh, Every photo I take is automatically uploaded. Dude. And so it recognizes the face and it groups them all together. You know the type of Christmas present that you can hand out? That That is amazing. You can do such an awesome collage of like your top members. But yeah, that's that's really cool too. Cause I mean, yeah, we it's it's kind of funny when our photographer walks in. She comes in once every two weeks, and you know the women in class will be like, "Oh my god, you should have told me she was coming to this class." And <laughs> you know they laugh and they joke, and you know my photographer knows, hey, don't send me pictures of someone with their eyes rolled back, with you know grunting. And but we do get pictures of people mid movement, and and what I just let people know is there's nothing sexier. There's nothing more beautiful than someone moving their body and exercising. And, you know, we'll get a picture with someone making a funny face. And as long as it's not too crazy, I'll, I'll post it and I'll put a funny caption with it. Like, Oh, the face you make when you're on your 1000th calorie on the rower. And then you realize it was only a hundred calorie row. And, and so that kind of alleviates <laughs> some of the, Oh my God, look at my face in that photo. But, um, yeah, man, that's uh, we're like 
we have so many photos that we're almost two months behind. So the photos that are posting today or tomorrow were taken like two, three months ago. And we just had a vi- a picture come up of this woman that started working with our nutrition person, like right around the time the picture was photo, the picture was taken and uh, the picture popped up. And I mean, she just doesn't look the same. And that was 60 days, you know, it's, she's lost so much weight she looks amazing and she actually ended up using that photo as her before photo when she made a facebook post um, with a picture of her currently next to that photo you know and saying how much you know our gym changed her life and how much she's lost and how how good she feels and how empowered she feels so it's definitely definitely a, a good investment if people don't have you know a consistent photographer if they don't have a camera and taking those pictures consistently themselves of all their different classes. You know, here's actually an idea that plays into this, that uh, you sound like you're the kind of person that might want to use this. So what I do at my gym, you know, I told you I take all these photos nonstop so I can tell their story. We have what we call trophy banners. If you uh, get, you know, a thousand or 500 burpees in an hour, lose 70 pounds, lose 50 pounds. We got all these different benchmarks where if you get a, if you meet this benchmark, <clears throat> we have a banner made up here and we hang it up. And so we've got the 50 pound, 70 pound ones. And we will use a banner from one of their first days at the gym to what, where they were when we found out they hit that goal and put it as a side by side and hang it up. Oh, very and cool. People, yeah, people always go nuts over that. And it's awesome for retention. Because if they leave the gym, their banner goes down. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I always thought about that. So we have low ceilings. So we can't hang things from the ceiling. But, you know, I've been to CrossFit New England and they have uh, quite a few banners of um, longtime clients or clients that qualified for the CrossFit Games Masters. And they'll put their name on there. And it's always a cool picture. And I just think in the back of my head, like, what happens when that client leaves the gym? Because we used to have like two or three pictures of the split image of the client up in the welcome area. And, and, uh, you know, when someone left, it's like, oh yeah, I definitely don't need that photo anymore. <laughs> yeah, no, they go down. If once they leave, they go down, they know they go down too. So, and no one wants their banner coming down cause they worked hard. for it. <laughs> That's good. I do like that. That's awesome. Oh man. The, uh, when you made, when you decided you're going to do that photo shoot with the girls, yeah. What was the reception to that lack when you posted the, the idea in your members only group? Assuming that's sim- what you did. Pretty simple. They loved it. <laughs> really? Yeah, they loved it. So I had um I actually gave the task to our two female coaches. Um, you know, I, I sent them an email. I said, Hey, and I had some examples from the gym that I saw it come from. I said, Hey, I want to do this. Here's our photographer's um contact information. I said figure out a day, a time and make a post. And so they put it together, figure out date time. And then they made the post and it was uh, immediate that women were like, Oh my God, this is such a good idea. I can't wait. And uh, you know, I'm, I'm half of them went out and bought new dresses. It's like a Christmas party. We have our Christmas party next week. You know, people are buying dresses just for the party. Women, traded dresses women posted three dresses that they had asking which one they should wear people women posted three dresses asking if anyone wanted to use one of them women posted and asked anyone have a friend that can do my makeup that morning um you know women that weren't in town that day were really disappointed that they couldn't make it um which is obviously that's a good thing if someone's not in town they want to be there um that's a good thing so it was instant it was instantaneous how positive and excited 
the women were about it. See, I guess being an introvert, making myself making that post itself sounds kind of scary to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's why I give it to the ladies. Give it to the ladies to post. So, um, you know, this, the coaches, the female coaches were there too. And so here are, you know, our clients, our athletes next to our coaches. And, you know, they're the same. You know, they're, they're wearing their dresses. They got their makeup on. You're seeing them look completely different way than normally how they come into the gym. And that's why the Christmas party next week is going to be really cool because people, you know, see each other for the first time outside of the gym, maybe at the party, you know. People always, you know, the 5 a.m. class, they hang out a lot outside, but people that are, you know, you know, 5 p.m.ers, if they see the 11 a.m.ers that they cross path, pass with on Saturday, they only see them in gym clothes, but they're going to see them dressed up looking good. So it's going to be exciting. See, I'd be, I, I get lots of stuff like that because I'm used to seeing everyone in their gym clothes, no makeup, yeah. and then I see them out in public. Like we go to football games or whatever, and I see them like, my wife will talk to someone I'm like, well, who was that? Yeah. It's like, that's. You know, Sherry, she's been a member for four years. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I um well I just right before this podcast I had lunch with uh he's a friend of mine, but he's the husband of one of our female coaches and yeah, I was wearing jeans and a t shirt and we got to talking about just work and I told him I said, um, you know, I've been full time at the gym for over three years now and I've been wearing shorts and a t shirt and sweatpants every day for three years and you know, I'm thirty years old now and I have a child, so um, I needed to change. And so what I've been doing, um, probably for almost two months now is I, I take the, you know, take the 9am class, I'll drive home and shower and then I'll put on real clothes. <laughs> I'll put on jeans and you know, it's a, it's a t-shirt, but it's not a workout t-shirt and I'll put on nice shoes and, and a watch, God forbid, I'll put a watch on and I'll go to, I'll go to another, you know, coffee shop or a place that I know other professionals are working. And if I have an email I want to put out that day, or if I have some Facebook posts I want to make, if I have, you know, um, some videos I need to upload or whatever, I'll go out to the places that got free Wi-Fi and I'll do my work there in real people clothes. And that that's actually given me, you know, revitalize and re-energize me to be productive in the middle of the day. Whereas before I would come home and be in my sweats and, you know, Again, cliche statements. I don't like them, but look good, feel good, do good. You know, putting jeans on made me feel energized to do more work and do good work. So that might be a little hack for some gym owners out there that have been just grinding for two years and you haven't put real clothes on on a Wednesday at 10 a.m. and gone out with around other people that are working and uh, just do some work, do some work in real clothes and see how that makes you feel. I've got one pair of jeans and I call them my fancy pants. Yeah, fancy pants. Yeah, I got one pair of dark blue ones and uh, walk into the gym and people are like, oh my God, I didn't even recognize you, Sean, <laughs> with with blue jeans on. I'm like, come on, man. See, I didn't do that. I freak. I, I wear my workout clothes at church. It's all I got. <laughs> yep. Sounds about right. Sounds about right. <laughs> so... When you started doing your uh, social, you started using the photographer, videographer. Did you see an immediate change in the way you're uh, in the interactions you were getting on the social media? Um, not so much right away. I think nowadays we do because it's we have been so consistent with it. Uh, you know, the photos started two years ago. Um, two years ago, we started doing the one post a day, and. Um, we haven't stopped for two years, one post a day for two years. And so it's just built upon itself. And I think now, 
um, it gets a lot of interaction. It's get, it gets a lot of views. Um, and again, it goes back to that slow drip is, you know, I get on when, when, when another gym owner asks me a question or shoots me an email or I do a call with them, I get on their social media and you can tell that they want to do something consistently or some sort of style, whether it be black and white photos or, you know, color photos or, you know, a, what's that called? Blocks uh, or like a canvas style or whatever it is, whatever. There's so many different ways you can lay out your Instagram feed and they do it. And it's like three or four layers deep. And then they post a random ass meme or a reminder about their Christmas party. L- look, your Facebook page and your Instagram page are not to remind your current clients about your schedule change or about your Christmas party or the fact that you're closed or your your public Facebook page is not where you post that you're closed because of snow at 6 a.m. And some people might disagree with me, but only 10% of the people that follow your page are going to see that post unless you share it and then a couple more will see it. Like You should have a separate private account private page for your active members that's where you post that stuff like that's where you post some of the funnier things okay but um anyways so i I, my suggestion would just be for people to be a lot more consistent and if you want to clean up your image you need to dedicate yourself to making that post and sticking with it and just because there's a funny meme or a funny thing or a reminder like stop yourself be aware of when you're trying to when you're about to make that post and just stop yourself I don't know how I got on that topic. I forgot the original question. Oh, feedback and awareness. <laughs> I went off on a tangent there. No, that's okay. Tangents are fun. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I mean, you're saying about how consistent ours is. And I think now that it's it's been that way for so long, it gets a lot more attention now. Um, and I, I almost think that people are waiting for us to break the mold. You know, when we first started doing the videos and I would put the videos on Instagram – I didn't really have a method to my madness. It was the first time I broke from the black and white photos. And, um, and I so I noticed you had a lot of those on there. What's that? So I noticed you had a lot of black and white photos on your, that's it. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's, we only do black and white photos. Um, so that was when we posted the first video, it was the first time we broke from the black and white mold. Well, besides the women in their gowns, we definitely used color for that. Um, and so when I started posting videos, it started messing with the look and feel of the Instagram page because I would post a video and then we would do, you know, two, three photos for the next three days and then we'd get another video. So we'd post that. And so if you looked at the feed, there'd be a video, four or five photos, a video, and they didn't line up. And so it bothered me that they were not in line with one another. And so I had to like delete a couple of the pictures. And then if the fo- if the videos were delayed by a day, I couldn't post the picture from Facebook to Instagram because then it would throw it off. So now we do two pictures, then a video. So if you look at our Instagram feed, Shenandoah period fit on Instagram, if you look at our feed, it's two pictures, video. So it depends on how it lines up. The videos are either down the middle on the left or on the right. And they're always in line. So, um, you know, the black and white photos are in line and the colored videos are in line. So yeah, I just had to, that, that was a recent change, right? That was four months ago that we started using the video. So I just had to make sure, okay, I don't like the way this looks now. How do I clean it up? Okay. Now I need to do two pictures and a video and keep it that way forever, <laughs> basically. 
Well, consistency matters on stuff yeah, like that. I mean, to have a certain flow to a page yeah. versus all this random crap coming from, you know, every angle. It appeals it, to the eyes. It does. It makes a big difference. Like, you know, you, you, about appealing to the eyes on barbell jobs. You know, I make God, probably six, seven posts a day from different jobs that, or j- different gyms who have posted their job posting. Some of them will put a logo. Some of them will not. And no matter how good the job is that doesn't have the logo attached to it, they don't get as much attention as, you know, a part-time job that does have a logo. Yeah. It's all about appealing to the eye. Yeah. I think so. It goes down, man. It goes back to when we were talking about people watching. Um, So many gym owners will get on a, a, whether it's another gym's page or just another business's page. If you get on someone's Instagram page and it's, helter skelter and it's unorganized and it looks like mad chaos what do you do what goes through your head you what do you do is you normally get off the page you go to another one and you go to another one or what you if you stay on it what do you think wow they don't they're that, that like anything that's unorganized will automatically make you think that the business is unorganized that the business is in chaos and so but then we turn around, we do it to our own gyms. We do it to our own businesses. It's like the whole, when you're on Facebook and you're flipping through, when do you stop your thumb? What is making you stop to look at something? If something makes you stop, see if you can take that style or that fee or that idea and use it inside of your brand. Stop, like look at yourself. What are your tendencies as a consumer? What do you think? Like you're... Again, it goes out when I go out to lunch or breakfast or dinner with my wife or out anywhere in public. I'm constantly looking at the businesses now and what they're doing, whether it's good or bad, and how they can do it better. You constantly need to have an eye for excellence. What is what is the you know the science museum downtown? What are they doing really well at? How are they making me feel when I walk in here? What does it smell like? What? How clean are their bathrooms? You know, I just I just ate lunch at a tropical smoothie cafe. Their their plunger was broken next to the toilet, laying on the floor with a paper towel next to it. But they had white tile on the wall. You know, like, but that that little bit of disorganization, that little bit of dirtiness next to the toilet, didn't make me feel very good. And, but then you, you know, walk, into, this... but then you walk into your gym, you know, you drop in another gym and you walk into their, their bathrooms and there's toilet papers, toilet paper on the floor. There's a knocked over trash can. There's a broken trash can. There's, you know, um, yeah, what else have I seen? Just like cleaning materials laid out, like clean it up, man. You don't like that when you go into a, a restaurant's bathroom and it's like that. No one's going to like it at your gym. Anyways, you know, and th- that's all. What what you're saying, I I try to explain this to my son, that everything he does in life, no matter how big or how small, it's his signature. So like when you when you see that broken plunger, that is the signature of the owner. And I I try to tell him like everything you do, whether your car is clean, whether you're you have a hole in your shirt, whether you do a job and you work it to the very best of your ability to inspire someone to hire you again, that is your signature. And it's the same thing for our Facebook pages, for Instagram pages. If our social media is all fucked up, 
that's our signature of our worth, man. Oh my goodness. I love that phrase. I'm still on that one. It's your signature, everything you do. You know, again, I like that better because that's, that's worded differently than the cliche. The way you do something is the way you do everything. Right. And I try and just get away from cliche quotes. So I'm going to steal the, you know, the way you present yourself, you know, that hole in your shirt, that's your signature. That's your brand. That's your style. Um, and the way, you know, people, we get a lot of compliments on how clean our gym is. Um, but I have such a eye for detail that when I see one little clump of hair, like I, like I literally went to the gym today for the 12 days of Christmas workout. And during our warm up in air squats, I picked up, you know, two little things of hair that were just floating by me. And I was like, damn it. Like, I, I can't turn it off. Like I'm supposed to be doing my workout right now. Um, it's bobby but the, pins for me, you know, but then, damn bobby uh, yeah. <laughs> but then, you know, I will, I will literally, I will ask a client though. I'm like, Hey, how, how clean do you think the floors are? And they're like, Oh my God, this is the cleanest floor this, or drop-ins, you know, drop-ins come in. And I, they're like, this is the cleanest gym I've ever been in. And I look over and I'm like, no, I see that. I see that hair right there. Like I need to go pick it up. Um, but yeah, I think, I think, I love that your signature for sure. How clean, how organizes your office, how, how organizes your welcome area, how organizes your, your desk. You know, we have a little box for lost and found and our client relations manager just posted in the private group. Hey guys, you know, the box is full. Like if you're missing anything, look through it. You know, we're going to donate it to Goodwill next Friday. Why? Because when the, when, when that box gets over overflowing, it makes the cubbies look, yeah, it's a mess. It's a mess. And like, I don't like when a water bottle stays out on top of the cubbies, like I'll throw it away. Like it, it, it needs to be clean. It needs to be organized. It needs to flow. It needs to be the way that we want it. And that, that's the hardest thing about running such a good business or gym. It doesn't have to be a gym. Any business is that constant, you're constantly questioning everything you do and if it's good enough. And if you don't, Every now and again, you have to take that step back and realize that you are doing a good job, that you are above what the average standard is. And that's like, that's what should be the bare minimum. But like, you can knock yourself so bad and, and, and worry so much about the fact that your gym is dirty and the fact that you need to do this, 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 that you're actually missing all the good things that you are doing that your clients do notice. So yes, constantly pursue betterment in everything you're doing at your gym but recognize when you're taking it to a level that is unhealthy for you as the owner you do have to take care of your mind and you do have to take care of um the stress levels and how much you're worrying about certain things and just know it's okay it's okay to take a step back and take a breather get back to work in a day or two if you need if you're getting too anxious and too worked up over some of the small things i know the small things are important i know having a clean gym is important i know having the toilet paper filled is important but if you're just constantly bickering and 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 questioning whether or not you guys are doing things good enough, take a mini break, take a day, take a day, get your mind off of it, come back and reset and get after it some more. Yeah, one of the hardest things to do as an owner, especially when you're a one man show, when you own a gym, is to actually find time to work out mm. because we, you know, we tend to stress over so much. Yeah. I think, I think the easiest answer to that is just pick your class, man. If you're, hopefully you're not coaching all the classes, but if, Pick your class and become a client for that hour. Like I said, it's still hard for me. Like today I did two things during class, you know, that I shouldn't have been doing because that's me being a bad client. And so if my coaches are listening to this, that's me being a bad client. Um, if your coaches are taking class, if you as the owner are taking class, like you need to be and act like a client in the classes. You need to listen to your coaches and do what your coaches are asking. And I did not, I did not do that today. 
Um, but yeah, pick your class. What class are you going to take? You're a client. It's your gym, but you're a client. And I take the nine yeah. o'clock now. I got away from that too because I, I put too much stuff on my schedule there for a little while. And I, I couldn't fit in a class. Um, and so I was doing it during open gym at eight and I didn't like that. So the past couple, um, weeks, probably about a month now, I've been taking the nine o'clock class and it, it makes me feel good. Jump into classes. I got to the point where it was almost impossible for me to work out because I made it that way myself. Yeah. And it was killing me. And, you know, um, the sport I love to compete in myself is powerlifting. And I said, you know what, there's a world record. I want to break it. That's going to become a priority. I want to make myself a priority. Yeah. Still there. Yeah. Sorry. But, and I had to carve out that time for myself and it was really hard to do, but I also got my bench press up to 700 pounds. So that was nice. Yeah. You're, um, did you change your microphone? No, nah, I, I had an audio issue. Oh, Doesn't matter. Fuck it. Um, so you got anything else on the side you want to uh, go over before we cut this short or before we uh, cut this off? Because we're nah, going to run long. Look, we've already been running an hour, so I don't want to prolong it any longer. If people have been sticking with us this long, um, if you guys have enjoyed the conversation, um, you know, I do have a, a business page where I post some of the content out in. Um, it's pronounced Opegan Collective. Um, it's spelled O-P-E-Q-U-O-N, period, collective. Um, that's where me and our head coach at Shenandoah Fit post the majority of our videos and our um, coaching philosophies, our coaching guidance, and um, some of the business mentoring stuff that I do. Work with a couple um, gyms on the side here. But if you guys are interested in that, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram there. Um, feel free to find me on facebook uh sean Ryder, friend request me shoot me a, a private message and if you have any questions um reach out there yeah guys if you're driving in your car or someplace you can't write down what he said he's got the links for it on his personal facebook page yeah yep all right man and uh last uh important question before we go what's your friend time <laughs> what's my fastest fran time ever because it's definitely not let's, let's go with, let's go with the pr let's go with the pr uh, my pr is 211 that is a hell of a fran time and there's there's no way that is my current fran time my man there's no way i, I get to that round of 15 and it's crash and burn again there's no there's no pedal to the metal now well if you listen to the guy on the last episode i had I think he can help you with that. <laughs> yeah, I got to get through that one. So if I ever if I ever need a little <laughs> extra juice, um, I will definitely be asking for his contact information. Someone, so I posted a picture the other day of uh, my workout time from the gym, and another owner messaged me. He goes, "Yeah, you're pretty fit for having to own the gym and do all the business stuff." And and uh, you know, it's just a, it's just shined a little light out there that you know, like. Sure, there's some workouts that I'm still fit in, but I take classes. If I do anything extra, it's our endurance program. I'm not doing a whole lot of extra lifting. It's just breathing protocol stuff. Like, you can still be healthy and semi-fit owning a business if, if you prioritize the time. Get the things off your schedule that you can give to someone else or, or even the things that no one should be doing. There's probably things on your schedule that no one should be doing. Get them off the schedule. Open your schedule up. Do your workouts and be healthy. Set the example for your clients, man. Yep. But Make uh, love the priority. That's it. 
Yeah, just like we tell our clients to do. We say, yeah. you know, you want to be healthy. You got to make yeah. yourself priority. You can't. We got to do the same damn thing. You can't be an unhealthy gym owner, man. It's like, well, I'm so busy. No, like, what are you telling your clients that come in and tell you you're busy? Like, be disciplined. Set the example. Be the leading person for your tribe. Lead tell them. them you're bulking. Lead them. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. All right, Jeremy. I appreciate you having me on, man. Buddy, this was fun. I appreciate it. Awesome. Thanks.